welcome to Hello Self. Journeys towards authenticity. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. Let's begin today's journey. Well, welcome to the season finale. Yes, here we are. We made it. Yes. (sighs) Technological difficulties and all. Thank you, universe. (laughs) (laughs) There's always going to be those tech difficulties. They're truly. (laughs) Never going to get over them. I don't even feel like we need to introduce ourselves anymore. I feel like our listeners most definitely know my cackle um, and, and your sweet, soft voice. I know that they're like, oh, thank goodness she's talking again. So <laughs> Plus we've been double introducing ourselves this entire time because we have the introduction and the intro as well. I know. Well, you know, guys, you're just gonna have to get with it. If you don't know who we are, you're just popping in. I guess you're just gonna have to go back to previous episodes and do a little look see, do a little yeah. figure out. Exactly. <laughs> a little investigation. <laughs> I thought my cat wanted to say hi, but it's like as soon as I try and pick her up, she's like, no, like what are you? Oh talking? no, I wanted your attention, but I only wanted it on the floor. So yeah. but then she's gonna jump off. up here any second. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon, all you're going to hear is the rustle of her tail against the microphone. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, before we dive into today's episode, Bethany, what are you vibing on? What am I vibing on? So today, sorry. Okay. I love you. Can you not distract me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today is what is it? Mid March, the day we're recording March. Oh, right. Yeah. March 16th. Yeah. We have four days till spring, four days till spring. And it feels like spring. It feels it's going to be mid sixties. It's beautiful. I cannot wait to get outside. So I am, that is what I'm vibing on today. I'm vibing on this warm weather on the hike I'm going to take later on today. I am Uh vibing on the birds that are coming to my bird feeder. And I'm like an 80 year old woman inside of a 30 something year old body. And it's just, <laughs> I love to watch the birds and it's been really lovely lately. And my cats like watching them too. I was just right before we started recording. I'm like, oh, they're going into hunting mode. They can see a bird out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to say there's nothing wrong with being an old soul. If you enjoy peaceful activities, such as watching birds, reading books and staying home at night, you're not old. You're just done with the world. And that is okay. I too am done with the world. <laughs> <laughs> I love being an old soul. I love it. And it's like, and it also just watching the birds reminds me of my grandparents and like, like both sets of my grandparents, but actually my mom's grandparents who have both passed now, um, they were like just such wonderful, important people in my life. They still are obviously, but they had all of these bird feeders right outside their windows. My dad's parents do as well. And so I have these beautiful memories of being at my grandparents' houses and watching the birds. And then at my mom's, my mom's parents. So my maternal grandparents, they have this, had this um, book. It was all about the birds of Wisconsin. And after my grandfather passed away, my he passed away 11 years after my grandma did. So that was when we were beginning to clean out the house. And 
I don't even know where the book went, but I ended up with a different copy of the same book. And so I still have it. And every day when I see a bird at the bird feeder, I'll like look it up in my little bird book and oh, I love a list that. of all of the birds who have come to the feeder and that I see in the tree that outside, that's right outside my apartment. And yeah, so I definitely am this like old soul for sure that keeps that's record beautiful. of when I see the birds at my Peter and which one <laughs> day 375 today, yep. I'm pretty sure Cardinal showed up, but it also looks like the other Cardinal that wasn't a Cardinal. So I'm going to have to look deeper into that. <laughs> I tell you when I first saw the first Robin of the season, that only happened like a week ago. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> see, I love this yeah. diaries of bird watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So Very that peaceful. is what I am vibing on. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. What about you? Oh, oh, wow. Well, I was just about to take a sip of tea, but I'll put that down. Oh, that is uh, so- well. Go for it and do that. <laughs> What I have here, and I am again holding it up for our Patreon listeners here. There we go. It's called Selfful, a guided journal. Now, this journal is a bit unlike a lot of journals that I've had. And let me tell you guys, I have started about uh, 20 journals. I'm really, really good at starting the journal, forgetting about the journal, and then finding it again later. Um, This one is not an exception to that. However, it is not the journal's fault. (laughs) It is mine for needing to set that ritual, just like I set other rituals in my life. So um, that's kind of my commitment to spring. My, My spring intention is to be dedicated to one journal. Try to say, listen, Crystal, inside, you don't need 20 journals. You need but one. And even if that journal is not quite satisfying, whatever it is you're looking for, do that one anyway. And write in the margins, do the things you tell your students to do. How's that? Um, but so, and I'm, I'm now realizing that I should have brought this on. This is what I should have been vibing on for our values episode, because I happened to open this up today and uh, I, you won't be able to see this too well, just because of my camera, but um, you can definitely uh, write down morals and values here on the page. And I found it really interesting that some of the things that I wrote down in here, and this was just October 5th of last year. So 2021, this is 2022. Um, so not that long ago, I did not mention in the values. So I already know I've been on a journey of like self-discovery, growing, drawing boundaries. I think this is just kind of the proof in the pudding, if you will. So I, uh, I want to share really quick. I had written down the definitions because I needed to, again, values and morals that can kind of get inner interwoven. Uh, But one of the things I said was do no harm, take no shit. Now I've carried this mantra with me for many, many, many years, but I'm really starting to live that now. And it sounds aggressive. I know it sounds aggressive. I'm working on that. However, (laughs) there's a good reason why that's written down. And it definitely comes from um, being, you know, 
involved in codependent relationships and um, realizing that, you know, I'm constantly giving more than I'm receiving. And, and I don't mean in that in the narcissistic way. I just mean that I tend to give and give to people who are either do not have the capacity or do not understand that this is a two way street. And so that was the intention behind uh, that one. And then uh, the other one that I really should have had in my top five values was honor your body, mind, and self, that capital S, spoiler alert, we're talking about that today, finally, as often and transparently as possible. Mm, So, um, sorry, listeners of the values episode, (laughs) I definitely dropped the ball there because that should have been like number one or two. Um, Anyhow, (laughs) this journal is pretty great. It has a lot of planning little calendars that you can use. It has um, prompts for mindfulness books you've read this month, um, an end of month recap. So you can kind of be like what worked this month, what didn't, um, coloring pages, just in case you're feeling creative sleep check-ins. I mean, this journal really is amazing. Um, and these are available at the collective. We'll put the, uh, link in, uh, to the episode, but I do want to read the back of it because this is, this is what actually drew me to the journal. So it says, helping yourself so that you are in a position to help others isn't selfish, it's selfful. So, love that. Come on and grab your copy. You won't regret it. It's very aesthetically pleasing. The inside is very aesthetically pleasing. I promise you'll enjoy it. And you know what? If you buy it from me and you don't love it, I'll give you your money back because I don't care about that. I just want you to journal. That is all I want from you. Can I say that I love the fact that you look back at the journaling that you did around the values and you realized one, the growth and movement that shift between October and now. And, but also that you're like, shoot, I should have had this in my top values. Like, this is something that, why, how did I miss this? And I think it just speaks to what we were talking about on that episode of it's so important to sit down, to do this work, because sometimes it's like, it can take a little while. It may not be like one and done. And that's why the value sort is so good because you go through all of this list and you're like, oh, that's important to me. Oh yeah. Like that. I didn't think about that, but that's important to me too. And <laughs> I was so sure that I had this top five <laughs> nailed down. I was like, I you're got like, this. this. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out not so much. <laughs> But yeah, let's let's dive right into this. We are let's talking today about living in authentic self. And I know we've been teasing this the entire season, but we are going to dive into it today. I'm not saying it's not going to leave you with more questions. I'm not saying by the end of this episode, you're be like, yes, I am ready to walk my authentic path. I'm not saying any of that. Mm-hmm. What we will be talking about, though, is the different levels of the self, um, how you could actually lose yourself and the developing self. So I think these are all great cornerstones in making sure that you're mindful of taking these steps to get towards that living authentic life. Yeah. And I will say like, we, we've been teasing it this whole season, but we also been talking about this the whole season. We didn't leave you hanging. No, no. <laughs> Kristen and I were like, what more do we have to say on this? And thankfully we do have more to say 
but <laughs> otherwise that would be a dud of a season finale. <laughs> we have already been talking about this the whole season because this is what our whole podcast is about. Like we're never going to not talk about this. So I think we'll just make that point that if you've listened to all the other episodes, we've already been talking about this the whole freaking season. And <laughs> And this is a journey. So there's no way that we can cover within one episode, one season, even the entirety of this podcast, however long it's going to go. It's not like we're ever going to run out of things to say because this, like our podcast title, like journeys towards authenticity. It's a journey. It's a lifelong journey. We're never going to finish this journey until maybe death unless you know whatever well, you know whatever you subscribe to right yeah, you know yeah, like, exactly. maybe not even then right exactly exactly <laughs> so fill in your own beliefs here exactly. <laughs> right exactly yeah. insert here yeah. <laughs> let's start Bethany you really had me uh talking about the developing self and I I default to you for this because of the counseling that you do and mm-hmm. obviously you are very entrenched in like digging to the childhood to find out where your foundation was mm-hmm. that led us to this point here so I just really love to hear from you and feed off of that <laughs> So we have talked about, I think I was talking about this, I'm sure at multiple points throughout the season, but I think I specifically addressed it. I think it was episode one, the very first episode of the difference. We were talking about the difference between the little S self and the big S self, but (laughs) of how we have the selves that we were born into this world, right? We have the parts of us that are just innate to who we are. And then we have all of these other components that were created from our environment, from the nature nurture aspects of our upbringing. And they're not any less part of who we are as a being, right? Like when we talk about big ass self, we are talking about like the core, the authentic, who you are, but that who you are is impacted by all of these external and internal, your emotions and your feelings and your reactions to what's going on externally. Um, so we think about, yeah, as our, in, within our childhood of the way that we were brought up, the influences of our parents, their beliefs, their values, their own experiences, and even back to the womb, right, of like what was going on. This is really fascinating work that you can do with hypnotherapy. And I've learned about it a lot through my hypnotherapy training of the impact of even what was your parents' first reaction when they found out they were pregnant. Like that chemical reaction within your mother's body, your biological mother, whether that is a person that is in your life currently or not that biological or that chemical reaction plays into, it affects you. Like it plays into who you are and what it is that you're dealing in life. And the same goes with your father's biological father's reaction. And so even all the way back to the time of your conception, even further back than that of, you know, what our parents experienced and 
we can go all the way back generationally. And I was just gonna say, cue generational. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Which we would love. I think that's on our list for next season. We would love to get into that of the generational um, trauma and experiences and how that impacts us. But yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. I mean, I just started talking and it just somehow we ended up. And that's why we have such an awesome podcast. We just start talking and the magic flows. Yes. No, it, it definitely does. And as you were talking, I was actually having this uh, strange realization. This is like right off the cuff, guys. This is not first, I promise. Um, you're talking about uh, even in the womb. And uh, lately, I have been having these dreams that I'm pregnant. Now let's back up to this. I do not want babies. I know that. Um, I have taken necessary steps in order to not procreate. So this is not a possibility in my life. I know some people listening might be like, oh, well, maybe you are. Cause sometimes if you're pregnant, you dream about it. Promise you totally not the case. But what's fascinating about these dreams is that a, I'm scared to death, which I think, you know, this can be a normal reaction for some folks. If I know they're pregnant, they get really scared. But uh, my Matthew, who is in, in real life, a very affectionate, loving, would be like, no matter what, everything's going to be okay type of guy in yeah. the dream is very wishy-washy and uncertain and mm -hmm. making me really uncomfortable. And the dream is always really brief. And I'm left with these feelings like what the actual F was that? <laughs> but as you were speaking, I just, a light bulb went off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm certain knowing my parents' relationship and how that all went down, which uh, not great. Um, <laughs> I'm certain that that is how my mom must have been feeling when she found out that she was pregnant with me. And I am the oldest and the first. So, okay. yeah. um, so I just, as you were saying that, I'm like, whoa, subconscious brain, I'm going to need you to take a step <laughs> back because I ain't ready for all that. <laughs> ready to go back into your mother's womb and do sure it. not yeah. <laughs> no i'm still trying to heal from the trauma that happened right here in the physical earth here as as i existed like i'm not ready for that yet so <laughs> gonna need you to you know and i know we've talked about before too that if it comes up you're ready while i know that that's true i disagree <laughs> respectfully disagree <laughs> you have resistance towards it it's not correct that maybe, yes <laughs> Yeah. So I, I love that, you know, you were talking about that, but also just reinforcing that that is foundational, all of that stuff, you know, childhood womb, all it's foundational. And when we're left scratching our heads with like, why am I like this? Sometimes mm -hmm. it might not always be something that happened to you in a cognizant, you know, physical being. Yeah. So I don't want you to think like, oh, I'm just broken or I'm just, you know, whatever. Like, no, there is, there's definitely a reason. And however long it takes you to uncover that, fine, take the time. But please don't think of yourself as like, oh, well, I can't get it figured out or I'm this way and I don't know why. And I must just be hopeless. Like, it's totally not like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many things that it could be the source of, you know, the source of whatever it is that you are wondering about or you're struggling with or it and like these these situations don't always negatively impact us right like they might create yes limiting and negative beliefs about ourselves but they also might create strength and resilience and positive aspects 
I hate using the word positive and negative, but in some cases it's kind of, you're like, not, right. You know, hard to avoid that. Desirable but, or undesirable. How's yes, that? There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, but there are so many things that can happen before our minds start to register those memories of like our conscious mind. So the time that we're really young or babies or in the womb, or even before we were conceived or, you know, again, insert your own beliefs here, but (laughs) yeah. So, so all of these different components that add up to who we are as an individual, um, in addition to our core self, we were born into this world and brought into this world with our core being our core individual with purpose and our personality, but then how that's crafted in our life and by our family and our history and generationally and ancestrally. And yeah. This is a bit of a tangent, but I am curious, Bethany, on your thoughts of sort of the, the blank slate theory. Do you think that as just as human beings, we come into this world as this blank slate, meaning like we just exist and everything is it's, it might be in there, right? We can certainly talk about, you know, It's hidden in there somewhere, but just assuming that the world is what shapes the being. How do you feel about that? I, I think it's interesting because I don't know if the answer I would have given a number of years ago, even one or two years ago is the same answer that I'm going to give now. Agreed. But well, I think the surface level is no, like, no, I don't subscribe to that theory. I think the reasons why might be slightly different now than it would have been a couple of years ago, but I do. I, be, I deeply, deeply believe in our spirit and our soul. I don't believe we just, and we'll get more into this in a little bit, but I, we have these different be- levels of our being and we're not just our physical being and we're not just our mental being. We are also spiritual beings and that we come into the world with that spiritual being who already has this immense experience and Um, And this is where I think it differs because I grew up in a very Christian religious household and where we did not believe in multiple lifetimes and reincarnation, which that I feel like is, I'm like, okay, so don't, you you probably saw it. I like had this reaction, even as I said that word, but I do believe in that now. And so believing and even experiencing, like I've experienced in through hypnosis, some of these different lifetimes. And again, whether you believe in that or not, you might have these experiences and it could be a past lifetime. It could just be this thing that your brain needs to reveal to you, whatever it is, but it's kind of hard to deny experiences that are coming to you in whatever form as you're taking them. But so I do think that we, I do believe that we come into this world and into this life with past experiences, with sometimes past traumas that we've experienced. Um, and even with like, what is this, this purpose, this, the Dharma, right? Like, what is my intention? What is my goal for this lifetime? We come in to this life to fulfill something. And yeah. So no, I do not believe in that blank slate. We're here and everything is just created. I do think that it's this 
again, it's much more complicated than that, right? I mean, that's complicated enough with escaping (laughs) us, however, but yeah, we have this, we are bringing in our own experiences. We're bringing in our own goals, our own purpose. And yet then on top of that, the world influences and shapes and sometimes, and this is, we talk about losing ourselves. Sometimes when we get overwhelmed by all of that, that's when we start to forget. We forget who we are and we forget what our purpose is and why we came here. Backing up to, uh, you know, what you're saying about just, you know, general, whether you're religious or or what have you, I would actually love for both. uh, I don't care what religion you are, um, but I would love for religious folks to write in as well as atheists to write in. Please write us and share your thoughts, because no matter what, A, we learn something which we super appreciate, but B, it really helps us deliver a bigger perspective when we're talking about these things. You know, Bethany and I only have our experiences to talk about. I mean, certainly we've experienced other things in our lives, but not to a degree where we could speak on that or be like, oh yeah, I know about, you know, this, that, or the other. Um, like in, in my world, I am not religious. For, so there's no one specific religion that I would say, yep, that is what I'm attuned to. But I do have a spirituality about me that, um, that just undeniable feeling within me that says there's more to this. And I've never been able to shake that for as much as my spirituality has ebbed and flowed throughout the years. There's, it's always been there. And um, certainly you could say that that was influenced by whatever I've exposed myself to, or the friends that I've you know kept in my circle or, or what have you. But more than that, um, it's just, it's there. And that's the only way I can explain it. It exists. It's like the little gnat that won't leave. Um, but that's okay. I, I'm not asking it to, yeah. <laughs> but you're just very aware of it. It's there and you know, and it's a daily like, yep, it's still there. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So please write in, talk to us about please it. Do, Cause I'm also, I don't know if I've shared this actually as we're recording or not in an episode. I know I've shared it with you, Crystal. <laughs> I love studying different spiritual traditions and religious traditions. Like that is something I'm really passionate about. And I have studied it like in school. One of my undergrad majors is in biblical and theological studies. Um, but since then I have really, and I went to Bible school for a year. So like I've spent a number of years studying Christian theology, the, uh, theology and traditions. But since then I also have become even more interested in world, like different world religions. And what I found is there are, there's so much more similarities and overlap then I think a lot of people who are religious and are in these, and I'm definitely, this is a broad statement and it's definitely, it's not for everybody, but there's a lot more overlap than I think people want, like to admit. And so I love, I've always loved having different voices at the table and talking about these different topics from different perspectives, because that is where I learn and I grow the most. So yes, right in. I'd love to more. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I want to go back to the losing yourself yes. because um, it's really just been in this last year that I've been working with clients and talking with them about the big self. That's It, it seems to be a little bit of a head scratcher for them. And I'm okay with that because obviously that's why I'm here. If, if it wasn't scratching their head, they certainly wouldn't need to meet with me and, and, and do this. But um, 
I found it interesting that um, obviously we've talked about this before, some big life events such as becoming a parent or, um, you know, big changes with your job, forcing you to just sort of be in that lane and that lane only um, a myriad of big deal things that happen in our life can set our big S self on the back burner because we just get so tunnel visioned into what we're doing, whatever it is that's taking up that space. It takes precedent. There's no question there. You don't even look back to see what happened. It's just like full steam ahead. And then once that life event, either, you know, the dust settles, perhaps you're, you're settling into it, or uh, maybe it no longer exists you kind of feel lost, like, Mm -hmm. well, what or who am I now that I don't have this, that whatever it is, isn't all consuming, if you will. And this, in my opinion, is some of the hardest work to do because you basically have to get to know yourself. You have to date yourself. Mm -hmm. You literally have to sit down and be like, Hey, it's really nice to meet you. How the hell are you? What do you like? What brings you happiness? What do you want in life? Where do you see this going? It's seriously like, it's my worst nightmare. Like I can't imagine having to date in the world. that we're in now. (laughs) So, but I mean it when I say you feel like I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know what I enjoy. I don't know what I want out of this life. And that is, that's when it's time. Like there's no bigger red flag than the, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And I don't mean like what I want to be when I grow up or, you know, no, no. I mean, how do you want to live this life? What path, what dharma do you want to go down? And if that is a big old blank question mark there, that's okay. But we have to give some direction here because otherwise we, I don't want to say we waste our time, but we always feel that bit of emptiness where it's like, "Ah, this just isn't quite cutting it. This just isn't quite cutting it. And even things that we feel like should make us happy. Some people think that if they had a bunch of money, they would be so happy. Then a bunch of money comes their way and they're like, you know, I'm really no happier than I was before. Maybe I feel more stable, which is great. Stability is awesome, but I'm really no happier. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to mention that I had a friend of mine one time. I said to him, I just want you to be happy. And he's like, I don't believe in happiness. Mm. And I'm like, now that's fascinating. (laughs) And um, I never really did quite figure out what he meant by that, except to say that now that he is living much more authentically in a space mm-hmm. where he feels welcomed and just um, accepted, I guess. I would certainly say, even if he doesn't believe in happiness, that he's existing much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I think it's, as you were as you're talking about that in these life events, I've had a number of clients who, yeah, who are mothers, who their parents have or their kids have left the nest as, you know, we say, or have gone through depression. That can be a really big one too, as you're in it. But even when you come out of it of like, Mm -hmm. okay, what is it? You have to kind of, yeah, get to know yourself again. I think, so as a counselor, I always do that first initial intake, at least one session where it's just kind of like, that. tell me about yourself and tell me everything in your life. And yeah, (laughs) I think the two (laughs) most telling questions that I ask 
about, yes, I can gather the history. I can gather about their support system and, you know, all of that. But the two biggest questions that tell me about their sense of self is what are your strengths and, or like, what do you view as your strengths and what are your hobbies? And sometimes people can't tell me their strengths, like none, they don't have anything that they view as a strength. And when it comes to hobbies, kind of the two, I mean, obviously there are people who tell me their hobbies and that's a really wonderful sign, right? But like people who struggle are the people who are telling me one, they have no idea what they like to do. They don't really do anything for fun. Mm -hmm. And I like to help other people. I, I take care of my kids. I take care of my husband. I volunteer. I do all of these things that it's all about other people. And that is just, it's so telling of how much they actually know themselves and how much they take care of themselves and how much like what their, their personal self view of self is at that point in time. I want to say Bethany and I have never talked about like questions that we ask our clients before we don't really dive into that. Although I feel like we should now because I really love this. I always ask those two questions as well. Yeah, Yeah. They're so important. (laughs) They are like hands down the most important questions because you're right. It, it tells the tale. And I swear Each time somebody says, you know, that I like taking care of other people, like, yes, you know, first instinct, oh, my heart melts a little. That's so nice that you like to take care of people. Then my second instinct is that like mama bear that's like, stop, stop right there. I'm going to stop you right there. This is not, this is not acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) It is great that you like to help people, but when's the last time you helped yourself? Yeah. And what would you say to a friend who said this to you, who is feeling this emptiness, who is like, man, you know, I just, I, you know, I really like taking care of other people. Wouldn't you want to see them do something for themselves? I certainly hope the answer is yes. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I certainly hope the answer is yes. So yeah. when's the last time that you took care of you? And that's when I get the doe eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the fact that we're the way that I ask it of what are your hobbies? Yeah. The fact that you're putting taking care of your children as a hobby. This is not a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of an issue with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would call taking care of your children an obligation, uh, a much needed thing, and certainly your responsibility. The word hobby does not come to mind. (laughs) Yeah. It can be something that you love to do. Like I'm all about, I'm a person, I I work with people. I love working with people most days. (laughs) (laughs) Asterisk most days. (laughs) But is that a hobby? Is that, is that part of who I, yeah. Like if I'm have a day off, is that what I want to do? No. (laughs) Nope. Man, on my day off, I don't even want to help my husband. He's like, could you do this? Nah, (laughs) (laughs) not interested. Check me tomorrow. (laughs) So now I'm really curious levels of ourself. This is what we have written down on the outline. Please elaborate. So this is something I just have happened to be thinking about the last few days and I mean, I definitely have thought about it at other points, but I, 
has come back up. I'm like, well, this is perfect for this episode of we oftentimes, I think, and this is maybe a societal thing, and it's definitely, at least in my perspective, I feel like it's shifting. But historically, we have thought about in the West, we have thought about the self as kind of like a mono and a mono specific way. I don't know what the, that word is. It's not coming to me right now. I, I love where this is going. I'm already relating it to like monotheism versus polytheism, but I realize that that's, <laughs> we're not talking about gods here. We're, we're not talking about gods and goddesses. We're talking about ourselves. We're talking about ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I know I, I can definitely relate it to religion as well, or like the Christian religion and like all of that. Of course. But yeah. We, yeah. So we oftentimes have just looked at ourselves as like, okay, well, this is me. It's like my body. And we're just like going about in this world and things come at me and whatever. And we stress, which is really, it's absolutely important taking care of our physical being. However, our physical being is not the only part of our being. We have other parts. So we have our physical body and our physical self. We have our mental and our emotional self. I group those together. They can, you know, you can put those things in different categories if you want, but we have that. We have our mind. We have that mental, which obviously it's important to take care of that, of our mental health which society I think has been much more vocal and stressing in the recent years. And then we also have that spiritual, our soul, our, the big self, as we kind of keep talking about or our higher self. And each of these has different components that impact it as well on our physical level, right? We have our physical, tangible body, our skin, our bones, our cells, our everything, our hair, everything that <laughs> makes up our physical being. We also have the environment around us, right? Like our physical space, our, the air that we breathe, all of that impacts our physical well-being and our physical health. And then we have our energy, the like aura around us that is scientifically proven that we do have that. That is not just the woo-woo aura <laughs> energy stuff. That's science, people. We have this energy as well. And so all of that makes up our physical body, which that alone, if we're just going to be trying to take care of that, that's a lot to deal with, right? Mm -hmm. Then we have our mental, our subtle body. We have that, our mind, which include our emotions. It includes our feelings. It includes our desires. And that's the work, you know, as a, on my therapy end, that's the work that, well, on all ends, that's the work that I do. We have our intellect. So our ideas, our concepts, our notions, our beliefs, even the way that we are able to like decide between two things, we kind of like discriminate, like discrimination in the negative sense. But we also like, that's how we make choices. That's how we make decisions is we discriminate against one thing to, in favor of another thing. And then we have our ego as part of this as well. That conventional, that that build up. We've talked about this before of our, who we are, of the me, myself, I, that, that makeup. And then third part of our layer of our being is the spiritual side of us, that soul, that higher self, the big S self. Um, and this includes our personal soul. So it includes our memories, our body memories too, I would, because everything is all interconnected. None of these are separate. They're all connected. Um, so our memories, our desires, some of that stuff that 
I was saying earlier, we were born into with this as part of our soul's desire. We have the collective soul. So we're all tied together. We're connected to one, to each other. Not the terrible nineties band. Let's get that right. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) But this is where, this is where actually some of those, like the the archetypes, the gods and goddesses, those stories of the gods and goddesses, um, the myths, the folk tales, all of these things. This is why they resonate with us so strongly is because it's part of this collective being, this collective soul. Um, on this level for us. And then we also have this deep universal spirit. So it's this pure potentiality, this connection to all living beings, this connection to divine. I'm frivolous, not frivolously. I am like trying to write notes down because I have like all of these things to say. Um, and I'm loving all of those layers and things. Um, I'm so glad that you were diving into this. Thank yeah. you for being, thank you for being educated and prepared for today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just something so, that happened to come up. I wouldn't say that I was specifically preparing. This just happened. To yeah, well, the universe has a way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think it's so like with all of that, right. Or three different layers. And then all of those have three sub layers. Again, I'm all about, and this is, why I, for a long time, have believed that we have these different three parts of ourselves. I've related it back to, again, my Christian roots. So the Trinity, or, you know, we have all of these, there's that Trinity in other religions as well. Again, much more commonality than people would like to think, even in <laughs> polytheistic religions, is that we can dig into that, but of how we really have this, these threes within us as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you definitely took the words right out of my mouth with that. I couldn't agree more. Um, I wanted to go back because music is such a huge part of my life. And I, I apologize for mentioning collective soul there. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't turn anybody off to the podcast, but um, you were, you're saying you started out saying, you know, we're not just like, you know, mono, there's definitely multiple things going on here. And honestly, first thing I thought of was music we as beings aren't just a singular note. We are not a singular note on a, on a staff of music. Instead, we are thousands of staffs, thousands of compositions. And those are the symphonies that play out as our life. That being said, how do you want your symphony to sound? Do you want it to sound like one long drawn out note that continually haunts you and doesn't <laughs> seem to satisfy your being? Or do you want it to be a melodic flow of minor and major keys that plays out when you hear it? It sparks good memories. Maybe it makes you cry. Maybe it makes you feel accomplished. Do you want that rich and fulfilling symphony? Or do you just want to hear, hmm, (laughs) for the rest of your life? (laughs) And no, no Zoom, I'm not playing music. Stop asking me if I'm playing music. know that it's that <laughs> set up professional audio and audio settings anyway so, so that's the first thing that I thought of and then the second thing that I was thinking about is you know we do talk a lot about spirituality and things like that and I love that we do that I think it's extremely important 
important to point out that you can be atheist and still be spiritual. Please do not tie spirituality to religion because spirituality can be found in nature. It could be found in music. It can be found in art. It can be found in so many things, um, including, you know, science. Science is incredibly spiritual. Like anything that sparks something in you that goes, holy shit, that's awesome. That is spiritual. Hands down, you can argue with me till the cows come home. Please do. I'd love to hear what you have to say. But that is this. I'm sorry. This is just facts. Like, so I I don't want if you're an atheist listening to this, I don't want you to feel like, oh, well, I'm hopeless. I I don't believe in any of those religions or any religion at all. So I guess I can't be spiritual either. No, you absolutely can. And one of the best things I think I've heard about a couple of people in my life who are atheists explain is that their belief is just that being the best person that you can be, obviously we can only know what we know, right? But being the best person that we can be and doing good for others, that's their that's their platform to stand on. And you know what? I think that's amazing. I think that we can all benefit from these two platforms, <laughs> being the best person that you can be and helping others when you can. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned nature because there, like, there are so many different ways that we can connect to that spirituality. And yeah, the fact that spirituality and religion are two very different things. And maybe we need to have an episode where we talk more specifically about this. But I'm even thinking about just that on that collective soul level, right? That you you can be an atheist and still feel that connection to other beings. You can be an atheist and still feel that connection to your ancestors or that generational connection, because that is that science. That's physically your DNA. You carry them with you in you. And so it's, yeah, it's, if you don't believe in God or you don't believe in divine or universal source or any, you know, whatever it is that fill in the blank, there are lots of different ways that you can feel that spiritual connection to natural things around you, different points in time. Um, Yeah. Like I said, those myths, those stories, even if you don't believe in the gods and goddesses of those stories, and the, the values and the intention and the lessons that can be learned from the stories of the gods and goddesses, they all represent different qualities. And yeah. And to that point, um, I've also like spent a lot of time talking with my friend, Justin, whom we will totally have on in season two. He is a um, neuroscience, just wealth of knowledge and teaches at the University of Iowa. But I remember asking him one time, are we connect? Are we wired for connection? Like, is it kind of hardwired in the brain, if you will? And the undeniable answer is yes, we are wired for connection. So going back to if you're feeling lost Who's in your circle right now? Who is helping you? And if you can't think of that, it's definitely time to expand your circle. You know, it's time to, however that manifests for you, 
find people that you can share that collective soul with. And I don't just mean people who agree with you on everything, but who will help broaden your horizons, who will maybe avidly disagree with you and teach you something, but you need that collective. It's, it's vital. It's important. And I'm not saying you can't be by yourself. You can't live by yourself. You can't have a life without a partner. You can do all of that. You can still be very individual, but you need that collective. You need it. You need it. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, oh, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, and I don't want to bring, like, I don't want to go too far into this, but just in the world that we're living in. So we're recording this middle of March. We're watching as, you know, what everything that is going on in Ukraine and as heartbreaking as and difficult and infuriating and all of the emotions that come up with watching this happen and feeling like, okay, there's not, I wish there were more that we could do. I have been so inspired by watching that community, by watching that human connection and how people are helping other people. They're helping strangers. They're helping animals. They're helping, you know, I've read such beautiful stories and heard such beautiful stories of that human connection. And it is in times, I think like this, like we saw it as well with after 9-11, it's mm-hmm. sometimes in these most difficult times that we're able to see the strength of that human connection and coming together. And I'll, and I'll say one more thing on that. Now, just close your eyes for a moment, unless you're driving and picture a world where that just occurs, mm-hmm. where that is the normal. And if you aren't smiling by imagining that, please set up an appointment with Bethany or I. I think we have some things to d- dig up to discuss. <laughs> um, but the the last thing that I wanted to bring up was, you know, we were talking about that we show up to this space, this earth with infinite potential. And that can be overwhelming. You know, if we sit down with a client and we say, if you can do anything, hobby or otherwise, what is it? And all of a sudden they're just like, oh no, that's too many choices. We can't do that. (laughs) Then don't discount the infinite potential. Don't just put that on the back burner and be like, nope, I have to like, I can't even think about that. Always keep that space, but definitely break it down. Right. Mm -hmm. So I love music and I love playing guitar in all of my quote, infinite potential. I'm not going to be a rock star. It's not going to be a thing. Okay. I'm aware of that. I accept that as perfectly fine. It doesn't mean I still can't play my guitar and sing my heart out and do all these things. They make me happy. Um, which also leads me to when you are discovering this, this is just a little extra tidbit for you. When you are taking this journey of the self and you're figuring out what you do like to do, please don't start automatically by saying, no, I know I'll be bad at that. I know I'll be bad at that. If you've never tried it, you literally have no idea. (laughs) If you say, I want to be an artist and you look at what you drew or colored or whatever, and you're like, this isn't good. Stop doing that. Because all of those adjectives that we sprinkle on stuff is all in the eye of the beholder. Okay. Mm -hmm. One person can look at Van Gogh's painting and go, that is amazing. And another person can go, nope, don't like Yep. <laughs> so please don't set yourself up like that. Yeah. And if you enjoy doing it, if it brings you joy, it brings you happiness, it, 
gives you a feeling of accomplishment and purpose, who cares? Who, who cares? Bad at it. That's <laughs> right. I just want everybody to hear me say your joy. <laughs> I just want everybody to hear me say this. If I did none of the things that I anticipated being bad at, I'd probably just be sitting in a corner in the fetal position, <laughs> doing literally doing nothing. Because yeah. I think I've spent most of my life thinking, no, I can't try that. I'll be bad at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and only until the late, you know, these later 30s in my life going like, oh. Now, you know what? It doesn't, who cares if I suck at it? <laughs> I want to try anyway. <laughs> yep. Never know. Um, I feel like this is just the perfect season finale here. So. Uh, this season has been such a blast for me, for sure. Um, I just can't thank you enough, Bethany, for inviting me on this journey with you. And I'm really, really excited to see where season two takes us. But we're going to leave you with a closing mantra. Bethany, do you want to deliver it? I can deliver it. Uh, Yes. (laughs) You might have to, I don't know how to pronounce this woman's last name, Elsie. You might have to uh, jump in there. But the quote is, (laughs) a self is not something static, tied up in a pretty parcel and handed to the child, finished and complete. A self is always becoming. And I'm probably going to butcher her name too, but Madeline Leangle was my my take on the last name. She is a, uh, unfortunately, an author that has passed, but mm-hmm. American author who wrote both children and adult fantasy books. And um I found this quote just on a whim. I can't actually say that I have read any of her books, although now reading that I kind of want to, Um, but I, I just, I'm like, this is perfect. This is, I mean, we probably could have just read that and then spared everybody. (laughs) (laughs) This looks like this is, this quote is from a book of hers called Circle of Quiet in case. Which only makes me want to read it more now. Yeah. Yeah, Beautiful title. (laughs) case anyone is curious and wants to pick it up well that's it y'all that's season one season one in the book (laughs) thank you all right prompting everyone for joining us i mean this was yeah we kind of were like we're just going to do the 12 episodes for season one and then we'll regroup and see how it went and i am so excited for season two we already have more than plenty plenty of ideas to pull from for season two so Yes. And if you want to be a guest, reach out to us. We got lots of fun stuff to talk about. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And on that note, too, we are planning on having multiple guests for season two. So I still decide if you would like to be a guest, please reach out. But also, if you're not already a Patreon member, please go hang out with us there and support us because that will just enable us to bring more people on that. That money is going to go directly towards paying our guests because we do we want to pay them we don't want to just yeah these are all paid opportunities we are not like oh please spend you know multiple amounts of time with us and just do it for free we don't we don't do we don't work like that we wouldn't work like that we don't want you to work like that exactly so it's an energetic exchange and we will yes we will absolutely you so all right well i promise this is going to be the last time that we introduce ourselves next season you're just gonna have to figure it out i'm crystal (laughs) and i'm bethany Thanks for joining us on the journey.
Thanks for joining us for today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to hit that like or subscribe button on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, follow us on Instagram at HelloSelf underscore podcast. And join us on Patreon for fun behind the scenes content and other perks. Join us next time. And until then, don't forget to enjoy the journey.